wait till this interview. Dr. Mindy Peltz, she's one of the HCF Platinum Doctors. You're gonna see our energy come out in this one. Perimenopause, menopause, I take her through every lesson. We talk about all the myths that she believed. Oh, she was eating eight times a day, wait till you hear her story. But also what she did about it, her solutions. And she talks about her new book. The Resetters is a group that she uh, teaches on in, uh, uh, what do you call it? Facebook is the word. Um, but hearing it from Dr. Mindy, you're gonna love it. Such solutions she gives you to this massive problem uh, of hormone dysregulation. Stay tuned. Hello everyone. Welcome to Cellular Healing TV. I'm Ashley Smith and today we welcome one of our own superstar docs, Dr. Mindy Pels. Mindy's passion is educating women on keto, fasting, and diet variation to impact their hormonal health. She is here today to discuss menopause and how she was inspired by what worked for her in her own life and in her practice, and it led to her writing a book on the topic. What she has created has been incredible for menopausal women, and she's here to share her amazing tools with you today. You can find Mindy on her own podcast and YouTube channel and her vibrant Facebook group, which I will link to in the show notes, as well as how to pre-order her book. So let's get started and welcome Dr. Mindy and of course, Dr. Pompa to the show. Welcome both of you. Oh, thank you. I love this. I love being here. It's like being back with family. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm going to start with a thank you because um, it, it's funny. You, you may have started when you interviewed me with the same thing, but I'm flipping it because I could never reach the amount of women that you've reached because see, I, I wasn't, you know, I always say you have authority and when God gives you victory over, well, you yeah. were a, a menopausal, premenopausal mess. And yes, so therefore you own it, girl. Yes, you own like, it. You can bring it to women better I could ever. And do you know that as I was writing this book, I'm like, oh, I feel like I should be 25 years old, not a woman going through menopause. This is yeah. crazy, but it's a message that women need to hear. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and you know, I mean, look, they're going to hear it from you because you're going through it, been through it, the whole thing, right? It's like, yeah. just like people have unexplainable illness go, Oh, I'm going to hear from you because I know you yep. have every symptom I had, right? Sure. All right, tell, take us back to the story because, you know, we have some funny stories, you know, just like when you were saying, you, some, yeah. you, know, you had your bag of snacks, right? And yep. you were snacking <laughs> away. And to one point, you're looking around going, no one's eating. <laughs> it's like, no one's eating. So yep, you no, but you're not. Away. Right. No, I'm you totally that. taught me that. that. Yep. <laughs> funny. Yeah. But anyways, you know, t take us through your evolution into this, you know, because I, I walked it out with you, right? Then yes, when you, you figure something out, man, you just take it to the masses and you've yeah, done it in such you. a beautiful way. So tell yeah. us. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think that st it started in my early forties, you know, when I hit 40, I was, I was doing my lifestyle. I was eating breakfast and having eight meals a day and working out and running long distances and marathons. And um, I thought I was healthy. And then when my hormones started to decline in my early forties, my mental health was really the first thing to go. I just depression, anxiety, just kind of kicked in in a way that I had never experienced before. And then uh, insomnia, I think that was probably the thing that put me over the top the most was I just wasn't sleeping. 
And so I went searching for answers and nobody, you know, is like, take this pill or do this one magic thing. And a lot of my friend group was like, who are a couple years older than me, were like, oh yeah, just buck up, buck up, little camper. This is menopause. Get ready. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, and you're going to need these hormones. Here's my doctor. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to need these hormones. You're not going to make it through without an antidepressant. Uh, you might want Ambien. I got a lot of recommendations for Ambien, for sleep. And I just, I was in disbelief that someone so healthy could, could have such a dramatic turnaround. So, and you know, I've told this story before. I think my enlightening moment was when I met a friend who was an OB and I asked her about my symptoms and she turned to me and said, Mindy, I have a practice full of women like this and yeah. my medical textbooks have failed me. I have no idea what to do with them. And that's, that's really the, when I found your, your work and it was like, okay, if every woman is suffering with this in their forties or as they go through menopause, then what is, what is it? it ha there has to be a toxicity piece. There has to be an environmental piece. Something we've been taught has gone awry. And that's really what I've spent the last seven years with your help going through and figuring out. Yeah, you know, I think you made um, a lot of the classic mistakes that we see, I and mean, you learn from it. And you, you know, so you know, let, let's dig in, right? Like, you know, what did you actually do? So, lesson one, right? Let's start there. You know, lesson one. You know, you look, and I want you to express your failures and the things that, Absolutely. like, yeah. you know, as well as okay, yeah. this was a victory. So, lesson one. Well, well, so lesson one was I ate all day long. I like to your point. <laughs> I got up, I had breakfast. I never left the house without snacks. I had, you know, my snack pack the, everywhere I went, which is our joke because the first seminar I sat at yeah. in your, <laughs> at your place, I'm just eating around looking like, why, is, why aren't we taking a lunch break? Why is nobody eating? So lesson number one is I ate all day long. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Solution. <laughs> That's easy. Right. Eat less yeah. often. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so here's the funny thing on the solution is when I first learned, well, A, I was mad at you that we weren't eating. I was like, what do you mean we're not eating? Like, don't yeah. you know that breakfast is the most important part of the day? We should be eating to keep our metabolism up. Like, I had all those beliefs. And um, so when I first learned of intermittent fasting, my first, first thought, honestly, was, oh, yeah, I, I could try that for a day. <laughs> like, I could do that once. Let me try that. Yeah. And so that was, uh, you know, I soon learned that there was a fasting window and, a, and an eating window. And as soon as I shifted that and I really leaned into knowing that I needed to fast a certain amount of time and then I would open up my eating window, you know, my energy went through the roof and my yeah. mental clarity. That was amazing. Yeah, you, you taught your body, your cells to start using f your own fat instead of yeah. feeding the machine, you know, 24-7 with high insulin levels, which make your hormone levels worse and glucose levels, all of it was just way up here. That's so right. obvious. Second mistake and second lesson. Okay, well, the second one, and I, I see it now, was actually, I was a long distance runner. So I was a workout queen. And I wonder if part of that contributed to the lead and toxicity coming out of my body. So mm. a lot of pounding on pavement. And I've since learned that our generational toxicity in my family is lead. And lead lives in the bones. So as my hormones were, were shifting, 
I was also increasing the number of miles I was doing in my running shoes. And I think that was really set my, my lead up through the rim. Yeah. And just for teaching moment, lead creates more hormone resistance. So, which made her feel worse, which made her, you know, every symptom she described get worse driven by the toxins. You're 100% right. Lead comes out of bone during, when you're, as soon as you start entering perimenopause, you start losing bone That's and right. start losing lead because, you know, estrogen's dropping, bone is remodeling and out comes the lead. And then you're doing, like you said, I mean, everything you were doing was creating even more uh, of the lead to come out. Yeah, and that you know that was to me the the heavy metal detox is where I got my sleep back. So the yeah, so that, this is still so problem two, solution two, right? Or lesson two, solution two. Still in the second one. I mean, I I really had never known. I didn't know anything about heavy metals. I didn't realize. I didn't. You know, I would do. I, I would did the master cleanse. I did yeah. master cleanse, and I did you know, and I did the drink the gallbladder. What's the, what's the cleanse where you drink the, the oil so that your gallbladder pushes out a bunch yeah, of Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nasty. Yeah. Nasty. I did all of that, but I never did a heavy metal uh, detox. And well, you, never, you never did it at the cellular level at all, right? And, and using real binders and chelators. I mean, everything yeah. that you, we teach, right? Everything right. that we're passionate about. Okay, number three. I mean, this is great. I just planned <laughs> it in. Left playing right on. I can promise you we didn't rehearse this. <laughs> Well, okay, so number three, I'll go in the kind of the order of as I learned it. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, is um, was really the power of the microbiome. And so I was a very, um, I was a very uh, monoculture eater. So I would eat kind of the same foods all the time. So even when I first learned fasting and feast famine cycles, when I would eat, I would always eat, be eating the same foods. And there's kind of two lessons in this one. The first was that I would eat the, you know, I would eat a lot of meat. I was paleo. So I wasn't eating enough like diversity of vegetables, but I also was restricting carbs so much. And I never, I didn't have any variation in my diet at all. It was like the same meal over and over and over again. In fact, if you put that same meal on my dinner table today with my children sitting there, they'll scream and, and like run away because we would like serve the same steak over and over and over again. And um, that really tanked my hormones eating that monoculture kind of mm. one similar foods all the time. Yeah, and, and you picked up on too the low carb too long. Your discipline actually you realized worked against you. I remember looking at your hormone test and it was a 24 hour urine hormone. And I remember, um, I, I guess I you know, looked at it, Andrea sent it to me and, and I said, my gosh, Andrea, you know, she needs feast days. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I just looked at your hormones and said, this girl needs some carbohydrates, right? I mean, you know, periods of it, not, you know, so, you know, do you, do you remember that time? Oh, I totally remember that. And so at that point, when I, before I did my Dutch test, I was like the fasting queen. So I went from eating all day long yeah. to keto and, and fasting. Right. And I, yeah, went because that's what I do, right? I'm extreme. I just like jump in and let me just keep doing, <laughs> let me just go all in. So I was doing so much keto, so much fasting, but the symptom, so I, you know, the heavy metal detoxing had really helped with the sleep. So I was sleeping better. The, um, the uh, fasting had really helped with my energy. I had insane energy. I didn't crash at three in the afternoon anymore. Yeah, so you're, that's why you were so dedicated because this is working. That's in right. Bed. 
But the symptom that showed up, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but women who have gone through menopause have, is there's this level of anxiety when your progesterone and like, and I think you can get it with, with, um, with a lot of metals too, where you cannot relax in oh. your own skin. Yeah, I and, had it. And I remember that the pivotal part was I was watching, we were, it was like, we were on vacation. I was watching my kids play on the beach at sunset. Like there should be nothing to worry about. And I had such levels of anxiety, I couldn't, I couldn't get my body to relax. And that's when I ran the Dutch test. And it, you know, all my hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, were like lower than a postmenopausal woman. And I, and I gave it to you, and you were like, you got to eat pasta. I remember you said, you said something like that. Like, you know, and here I was. Something like, really opposite, yeah. I'm like, eat pasta? no, I'm gluten-free. Like I kind of, and you know, it's a good lesson for us all. I sort of had my badge of honor, like, no, I don't eat pasta. pasta. And then you shared Marilee's story and how, you know, Marilee and I, we go to Europe all the time. She eats this. And now that, I, that I've dined with you guys several times, yeah, she goes to town. I mean, all, all of our docs, when we sit down, everybody goes into feast mode in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. Feasting is as important as famine. I mean, you know, what's funny is everyone kind of has to learn it, right? You know, especially us disciplined people that, wow, you know, I don't beat myself up over the feast. It can be, it should be planned. Uh, you know, you also learn the power of the five-day feast before the, the cycle, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, talk about that variation. Yeah, because, so you know, you found kind of the weekly variations, but doing five days of feasting was transformational for you. Yeah, that was exactly what you, you kind of mapped out at that point here. Let's look at the cycle and when does your body need estrogen? When does it need progesterone? And in those moments, you're going to have to come out of ketosis. You're going to have to eat more carbs. You're going to fast less. So um, I started off with the week before my cycle and it took a couple of months, but I would, I, I, I started to do some research on like, okay, well, what foods should I be eating to raise progesterone? And you talk about that in your book too, right? Yeah. 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 I, I lay, I, I call it uh, my horm my 28 day hormone reset. Like how do you reset your hormones for your cycle? And by the way, I love how simple you make everything. You're brilliant at that. Honestly, I, you know, you take my work and you just, you make it so Mm, you know, just so absolutely, you know, easy to grasp. I so appreciate that gift of yours, but go ahead, finish. Yeah, that's, it's the lead. <laughs> the lead has forced me to take things and make them simple so I can remember them. No, but it works for everybody. Go, go ahead. So that you were, you know, yeah, that's so, where you started. So I started with um, the week before my cycle, I would come out of ketosis. Now it doesn't mean I would go to, you know, eat bad food but I would lean into things like beans and squashes and potatoes and even citrus fruits and tropical fruits, things that really help you build progesterone. The first couple of months, I was like a little nervous. I mean, a lot of people are really nervous, especially if you have weight to lose. I didn't have that, but I was feeling so bionic in every other way with my keto that I, I, I was struggling to go, okay, is this really the right thing to do? But I'll tell you after about three months of following that, Things, the anxiety stopped, um, my cycle normalized. So that's the, the other weird thing is that here at, that was about 47. I thought, oh, I'm, I'm definitely like, I'm close to menopause, like complete menopause. My periods were all over the place, spotting, and then I'd miss them for two months. Since I added that in, 
they, it's like my periods are almost more regular. They're, you, you can tell they've become shorter and they're definitely moving towards that more menopause state. But that the craziness I had before, the spotting, the oh, the other thing with low progesterone is you hemorrhage. You like when you actually start bleeding, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's like you almost go, I shouldn't leave the house. There's so much blood coming out because the progesterone, you don't have the progesterone to regulate all that. Um, so it really took me about three months and then I, I just regularly did that and wow, what yeah, you know, it's People been. have to understand that the, you know, in chronic insulin spikes is no good, but when you go through and you're low carb like that, yeah. your insulin can get so low that you need that higher insulin to help make some of these hormone conversions and it transforms your hormones the rest of the month. You experience it. And I think it's brilliant by even supporting it further by certain foods, you know, so you're eating high carbs for five days before the cycle and then eating certain foods of high carbs, but it's a, it's a, it's a win-win. You know, what's interesting too, is I've, I've talked to a lot of women about that eat for your cycle. And the first thing I would say is like, why don't we teach girls this when they go into puberty? Like, why don't we teach women in general, but as you first, your cycle first shows up, why don't, why don't we teach women that, hey, there's certain wow. times of month. Instead, we kind of villainize them. You know, oh, I have oh, yeah. cravings, PMS cravings. Oh, yeah. And I fail on my diet. I fail. Over, I hear that all the time. Listen, I do good on my diet, except for right the week before my period. The week I, I'm like, no, 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 no. Your, your innate intelligence knows. That's you know, have right. a strategy with that. That's right. <laughs> right. Keep yourself up. That's right. But we, but that's what we have been taught is that it's this, ah, it's PMS. And then yeah. you go into to perimenopause and you're taught, ah, it's just because you're perimenopausal. But there's actually, when you tap into your hormones and you understand them, that really made a big difference. Mm. Um, the other time I tapped into it, I don't know if you and I have talked about this. I then started to look as I, as I got closer to 50, how like your skin dries out and the wrinkles start showing up. And your hair maybe gets a little flatter and mucous membranes are more dry. And I even notice that like in my joints kind of dry out when estrogens at, at the time you're supposed to be secreting estrogen, it's, it's like you feel this dryness. Yeah. And um, that's really estrogen supposed to kick in about day 12, day 13 of your cycle. So there's a little two day window there that I'll up my carbs as well. And that yeah. been, that's helped. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, feast famine. I mean, our body. And if you listen to your body, it, it really does. You know, my wife's dialed into it. You know, it's like she just kind of knows. You'll see her eat like, uh, you know, uh, well, the, the 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 theory is is she eats like a linebacker. So I'm not sure. That just means a lot, I guess. But anyway, <laughs> but but she only does that. She she has a really intuitive innate intelligence. She knows when to eat. And she's eating and there's days where she's like just doesn't eat you know whereas i kind of have to think about it a little more you know <laughs> she's yeah. just she's down in yeah all right so yeah. what you know what about I, i'm kind of backing up maybe but i mean okay so that's the feast five days as important as the fast you talked about your love for fasting but you know periodically you do five day fast what has that done for your health and, and you know how did you adapt with that in your schedule yeah i think to, to your point about Lee, now that i've kind of tuned into my cycle what what and and it, it's shifting i mean my cycle you can feel it i always say instead of it being like you know raging mad as i finish off the, my years ovulating i feel like we're kind of slipping into the sunset you know like it's just slowly quietly going away um, but it, when I want to fast, I usually do it around the, when I first start my cycle and wow, 
it's so much easier. You can, you, it's just, it yeah. makes me give a, get a little bit of an insight of maybe what it's like for a man to fast. Like it's, it's almost feels effortless. Cause when I do it at the right time with my hormones, it's incredible. It's nat. It feels natural. I feel alert. I sleep well. Um, for me, I use it for, I've used fasting a lot, uh, not only just for prevention, but I use it to heal musculoskeletal injuries. So anytime yeah. I have like a knee or, a, or an ankle issue, just boom, go into the fast at the right time. And I do it too. It goes away. Animals do it instinctively. You know, it's funny, you know, I used to, um, I used to tell people, don't fast during your cycle, like the beginning of your cycle. I used to tell people that, you know, it changed me. Uh, reality. <laughs> I actually had a you know woman ask me is like and I'm like well normally I don't recommend it but I had a woman who's the only time and then she's like oh my gosh it's so much better for her. I hear that enough I'm like okay I don't know where I got that from old day I think my education in the 90s right yeah, it was like yeah. you know they were like don't fast during the cycle you're losing or you're weaker and it's like okay it was bad information. I think actually bring up a really valid point that you know women are taught once you start bleeding that's the time you go into nurturing and it's not your but you know it's the old red tent theory like you're supposed to you know move away and like nurture yourself but there's a lot that's going on before that that actually you need more nurturing the week before you go into that phase mm. than actually once your body is ready to shed and, and food and carbohydrates right. and food can be that nurturing <laughs> it could be that nurturing you never knew that I never knew that like a potato with beans on it could, could taste so good that yeah. week before. So. Uh, or that good old squash, right? Or a or good old sweet potato oh. or yam. Come on, forget yeah. about it. Load it up with and butter. The other funny thing I was thinking too is that, you know, now here I am, like not, a couple years ago, a little more than I do today, but, you know, here I am in my late, I'm 50 today, but in my late 40s, I'm tracking my cycle like more than I did as a teenager. <laughs> So that I could eat for it, and I can. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you're into it. You know, it's like you know, I, I track things all the time. You know, right. not even because I have to, just because I want to know. I got like, to know. I had to go to my teenage daughter and be like, "What app do we use to track our cycle?" <laughs> like, you know, it's like, okay, now this is what you do if you want to eat for your cycle. You got to track it. Yeah, that, that's yeah. that's awesome. All right, is there is there a lesson four? Is that where we are four? I think that yeah, we got yeah. stuck on three. Okay, so here's the here's the other one, and again, I don't know if you and I have talked about this. So um, I, what I realized is that, and this is kind of one of my big messages to women going through this process, is we have to honor the fact that you literally have a major organ in your body that's shutting down. Like your ovaries are like, I'm done. I'm not gonna give you eggs. I'm not gonna give you estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. Like I'm out but you still need estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, so it has to come from another organ, and it hands it over to your adrenals. Yeah. So that was like my last piece that I, I realized, like, holy cow, you know, what have I been doing for stress? How have I been managing my own self-care? And you, you know, we've talked a lot about adrenals not being an adrenal problem, it's right. a HPA access problem, and I totally agree on that. And I think the things that women got away with when they were in their 30s and 40s, that rushing, you know, Dr. Sonia taught me this, that rushing woman syndrome where you're just like, go, 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 doesn't really work so much mm. as you go into menopause because your adrenals are like, what? Like, I don't want to, I have to make sex hormones now. 
And yeah. if you, if your adrenals, that whole HPA access isn't working well, um, you're going to suffer. And that was me. I, I really have had to prioritize downtime. I've had to, to really look at like, force myself to sound silly, but force myself to go on vacation more. I've had to prioritize like mas monthly massages. Like I, I, I had to change my workouts. I don't, I don't run long distances anymore. I just had to go into a more self-care place. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to add solutions and other strategies. Just started giving, uh, giving some there. I think being locked into this sympathetic drive yeah. that you did get away with in your thirties, you know, is, is a really important point. Do you have any other strategies you've learned and then you have for your book? Uh, well, you know, there's some supplement, great supplement strategies. Um, you know, thanks to you and Dr. Shane, Themacrine has, yeah. has saved me. <laughs> so I absolutely love to lean in on those, um, those supplements. Systemic has a great uh, protocol. I actually use FPMS a lot more that week before to, to calm me. Um, so no, I, I, you know, my, I think the thing that really hit me the hardest was and like awareness wise was realizing that the lifestyle for a woman going through menopause has to be different than she had the rest of her life. So I, 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 I didn't want to do HRT. Obviously I didn't want to do even bioidenticals. I really wanted to cure this with lifestyle. Right. So there are some supplements that have helped, but it's that the detoxing, the slowing down the rushing, the eating for my cycles, fasting long periods when it's appropriate. All of that is just, it's been game changing. I feel yeah. healthier at 50 than I did at 43. Yeah. I, I, now I'm, I'm in my fifties and I would say the same, you know, no, even in my thirties. So, you know, I mean, you and my wife, uh, you know, and, and many others in our group, really tell the story opposite of what the world story is, is mm -hmm. that, oh, you're going to need hormones. Mm -hmm. You're going to, you know, need, you know, this and that. Uh, you're doing it without hormones, you know? And again, I know it's in vogue, bioidentical hormones, yeah. but I always say, you know, you just don't win that game. No. You know, it's, it's just like, oh, it helps that it doesn't, that it's doing this and that it doesn't, you know, I mean, how, honestly, I mean, how, of all, you have a, a, a female group around you, well, I mean, not the group that our group, right? Outside of that, right? You, you have another group. How many are taking hormones at your age? Oh, that, that's a really interesting question. Um, bioidenticals, you're right, are definitely in vogue. And I know that there are several people in our group even that feel if you fix the cell and you do bioidenticals at the same time, that, it's, that, that's, that can be a journey that works for many women. Um, the, the, I, for me, again, I don't like to, I would like to work with the intelligence of my body. I don't want to mess it up too much with any, anything that could be synthetic or, or manipulative to, especially hormones. Like you've said, it's like a symphony and they're so complicated. I just don't, oh. I don't want to mess them up. So, but I'll tell you what we're seeing in our resetter group is that women either postmenopausal or women that are in the experience they jump into fasting very much like like I did, and they their hair starts falling out. They start getting. I had this too when I first started fasting. They get like that sort of thyroid storm where they get like the the really anxious and and heart palpitation. Um, they and uh, they get insomnia. They go into these states where I believe. I'm curious your thoughts. I believe the heavy metals reveal themselves. Mm. So you and I yeah. talked about this where. When you stimulate autophagy, 
you're, the cell's going to clean up, but then sometimes what ends up happening is the cell actually dies and yeah. then those metals get released. So, That's right. and you, you taught me that and I, that I see across the board. Yeah. Menopausal women jump into fasting. They yeah. love it, but they don't want their hair falling out and they don't like, some of them actually gain weight because those metals get redistributed. Right. And they go, Absolutely. They gain well, weight. You know, and the, the message, uh, Mindy, is, well, women with uh, thyroid conditions, premenopausal, perimenopausal, they, they shouldn't do fasting or they shouldn't right. do low carb. No, you're, you're, it's not the truth. It's, right. it, it's just the fact that there's this toxicity issue that plays a role that you need to just go upstream and, and look at that. You know, your resetter group, I want you to talk about them a little bit because, you know, they have been, uh, uh, this is a large group of women mostly. Yeah. Uh, there's some men. There's um, the thank, men. thank you for the men. They, yeah, but, they make themselves known. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, that we really, we gain as a group a lot of information yeah. from, right? It's like, you know, well, try that. Hey, I tried this, right? I mean, just like, you know, I have a group that, you know, follows and we're able to, you know, try and learn as a doctor group. Talk about the resetter group. You know what? It, it's, I'm so happy you brought that up because as a practitioner, you understand the importance of seeing these theories across so many people. And my, my takeaway from fasting, I mean, so we have 27,000 in the resetter group on Facebook, and then we have like a hundred plus thousand. Some people don't like Facebook, so they go over to YouTube and they do it. They join us in our fast training week over there. Once a month we fast together and there's some clear, clear observations that everybody has. One, we are incredibly mineral deficient. Mm. Everybody, or, we, or we're incredibly toxic. One or the other, everybody who goes into this fasting lifestyle, what I find is that if they do it too much, if they're too rigid, their hair starts falling out, their anxiety goes up, and they, again, like you said, they throw the baby out with the bathwater, and they're like, oh, this fasting stuff doesn't work. So the, it, fasting reveals your imbalances. It shows you what you need to work on, which leads me to my next thing that I see so much. And I think the number one organ outside the brain that needs to be healed for people is the liver. We have got so many people with toxic livers. And those are the ones whose pathways are just, they're so closed and they're getting rashes and they're holding on to weight and they're constipated. And again, same thing. Then they see, you know, a, a video that says keto and fasting is, is no good. And they just don't realize that their detox pathways are really struggling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the liver. It holds anger. The liver holds mm -hmm. toxins. The hepatic biliary. So it holds bile. It makes bile, right? And that holds toxins. And so it holds, you know, emotions. Yeah. It holds physical toxins, right? It's like, so... Yeah, the, the liver is just, it, it is, it just gets abused and we, we have a lot of strategies there. And so the liver and the gut break down estrogen as well. That's so. right. Hormone conversions are yeah. there and, and how it breaks down toxic estrogen and all of it. So one of the, my, I don't know if you've ever had this, but one of my first experiences with the longer fasts, I had so much anger coming out, mm. like for no reason. And I'm like, why am I so angry? And you know now when I do it around my cycle or whatever glimmers of my cycle I'm getting, I I don't I don't get that anger. Between yeah. that and the detox, anger does not is not an emotion that shows up for me anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, the liver is is a big player, you know, yeah. of it. 
On the mineral note, remind me, I'm experimenting with this amazing mineral product. Can't talk about it here because okay. I'm still an experimental note, but I need some other experimenters. <laughs> send, send it my way because I'm, I'm literally convinced after all these people fasting that everybody is so toxic, everybody is mineral deficient, and the liver is just struggling. Well, you, th think about it. I always say, like, look, you know, when you have heavy metals in particular, they actually take the place in and around your cells in all the key places of the body of where minerals actually should go. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of people even taking minerals and they're not getting the actual benefit from it. It's because of the heavy metals blocking. So when we pull the heavy metals out, now we create mineral gaps yep. and even autophagy will. So now you have these mineral gaps where it's like, well, you better fill that with something because now you just pulled something away, but now you have to fill it with something. So you're right. I mean, so that's restless legs right there. Mm -hmm. You know, I, that's the other thing we see a lot. You know, it's like, all, it, it, I don't know, just although that hormonal imbalance, that toxic load just reveals itself as you start to fast. Mm -hmm. But it really does it for the menopausal woman. It's just like, it's a, a mirror as to what you need to work on. So, so. take us through your book uh, a little bit. Um, you know, just kind of like, you know, what you're, you know, taking people through. Yeah, so um, basically it's called the menopause reset. And mm -hmm. um, what I wanted to do was give women a lifestyle they could follow as they go through their perimenopause journey, their menopause journey. And even I'm really hoping that a lot of postmenopausal women will read that and go, okay, I can go back and do this lifestyle now. Um, one of my concerns for the world right now, especially for women, is as we lose those hormones, those hormones are protective. So they're protective against heart problems, dementia, Alzheimer's. And when they go awry, that's, we're seeing more disease in postmenopausal women than in perimenopausal women. So if we could give women a lifestyle that they can live once they acknowledge, hey, you know what, my hormones are going down, we could save so many lives in that postmenopausal time period. So that's what the book's about, is helping women understand their hormones, and then teaching them how to do fasting and keto for their time of life, teaching them how to detox and what toxins to look out for. We talk about the rushing woman syndrome and things they can do to, to help their adrenals handle, yeah. handle that overload. Um, and then, like you said, I like to put it all together in steps. I've got steps at the, at the back of every- You're great at it, yeah. yeah. So that yeah. people don't get overwhelmed because this is totally different than we've been taught. We've been really taught, you just ignore it. And when the menopause symptoms show up, you medicate it. And my concern is if we don't change that conversation, then what's gonna happen is we're gonna end up with more disease in postmenopausal women. We have a, yeah. a really cool opportunity to help women do menopause different. And um, you know, if you, with it, what we know about the body, it's like literally two organs that were there for you all the time are done. And you're going to have to adapt to the fact that these two organs no longer work for you. So what, how is your lifestyle adapting to that? And that's yeah. really what the book is about. Awesome. And we have a link here, folks, to get a pre-order of that book. So uh, thank you for that. So if, if, what do you think if there's, we know there's many different causes of all these epidemics, hormonal epidemics today. What do you think the number one, just one, I mean, you know, the yeah. number one, what do you think it is? Toxicity, toxicity. Yeah. You know, I had this thought the other day. We live in the most toxic time in human history. 
And there's so much that has evolved in our modern world. Our phones have evolved, our computers, our technology has evolved, but we're literally living in a body that was the same as it was in the caveman days. <laughs> so what are we doing to adapt to that? What, how are we taking care of this differently? Because this, we don't get a 2.0 version of this. We get the same version that the cave people had. Mm. So we oh. are going to have to change and adapt for this modern world. And you got to start with toxins. I think that's the, the starting point. If you had one tool, you could only use one. We have several. We teach, oh, I God. teach a multi-therapeutic approach. But if you only <laughs> had one, every woman coming into your clinic, which one would it be? Oh, God. Well, I'm going to do the one that changed my life the most. And that was heavy metal detoxing you know that really got yeah. gave me my sleep back and yeah, me too yeah uh, changed change my world you know yeah, really changed my brain i just and that was really how i discovered you and it just yeah totally different person after going understanding that process and and getting that out of me one big thing in your life that happened uh, you know that made you you today yeah what was yeah. it well the most recent was this experience. I, 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 you know, I, I don't put up with poor symptoms in my body very long. And um, I was pretty depressed and anxious and, and even suicidal. I felt yeah. like I can't, you know, I heard your story about the dread that you had at night. Yeah. And I was like, that's me. And if this is how me is going to be through for the rest of my life, I don't, I don't want to do me. This doesn't mm. feel, this doesn't feel good. And so, you know, that really launched me down finding you and then the, the pain to purpose journey, I think is so important for us all, whatever your pain to purpose journey is. But when you are suffering and you pull yourself out of that suffering, you know, no, it's so important that we turn around and teach others because there's more people suffering. And for me, hmm. this was the most pivotal experience yeah. definitely of my adult life. Andrea, who is one of you know the head coach for all our doctors, says you and I are brother and sister in this mission, and yeah. you are. Uh, you know, you like nobody else is like my sister. Yeah. You know, you're an amazing teacher. You Thank teach you. with passion. Yeah. You know, everything's come out of you know your own battles, and uh, you know, I just every time I watch you, I go, I just I tear up to some degree because <laughs> I just think, gosh, you know. She yeah. is bringing it. You know, I, I could never do it without a Mindy. I'll tell you. Thank you. Well, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here without you. You saved my yeah. life and it, what, and your story was what really helped me understand that I wasn't going crazy. And so mm. I'm just so grateful. And now, now your story, you know, I mean, you know, it's, uh, that's what we're doing here. We're, we're going to do better together, right? We're going to bring this message to the world. And, the women are going to hear better from you. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> well, again, I still go back to like, wow, like I'm, I'm talk, I'm like in menopause. I, I feel like I should be, you know, 25 years old. But um, that's the whole, the whole gig about menopause is it sneaks up on you and you don't realize that, that it's there. So yeah, it's true. So many women are suffering. So many women, and we. Oh, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, this is a problem. I mean, I, I overhear conversations that oftentimes I butt into because, but in, in, in the conversation, the, the walk away is that every one of their friends are taking hormones. Every one of their friends get all of these symptoms, and it's just normal. And I want I go and I always butt in. And go, oh no, hold on a second. That's common. You're right. 
but it's not normal and there's that's something right. you can do about it. Go to my website. Right. No, that's right. And and this is why we got it. This is why we have to shout it because it, we got to wake people up. And yeah. But my son just realized as the sun was going down, I had perfect light. It was getting darker and darker in here. So it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you keep those millennials around yeah 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 the technical uh everything like that right yeah, he was yeah. here to rescue me without even knowing he was here to rescue me yeah. but uh no listen i uh, listen i'm going to be interviewing duncan so i have to cut up on duncan dr duncan he's in our our doctor group and uh, one of the platinum doctors uh, you, you, you basically he was like gosh you know mindy has her thing right it's like you know what's mine and you gave him his and I it know. was it, it, was it? <laughs> told him I said you know the thing that is the most inspiring the thing to do is teach what you have overcome which you're right. a perfect example of that and so he calls me up one day and he's like I figured out I figured out what what my message to the world he's like I think I need to help old guys like me yeah. <laughs> and I said you're right yeah and he's uh, doing you know, so anyways he does he has a great message which we're going to do that interview too yeah. uh, because you know hey Duncan is there, man. Yeah. He's uh, so we're not forgetting you old guys out there. We have a message for you. Right. Stay tuned. The, the, old, the old guy podcast is uh, the next episode of Cellular Healing. Yeah, uh, so we're cutting on Duncan, but I'm going to bring this up and, and maybe he'll, he'll cut on you. He didn't like, he's like, I, I didn't, you know, realize I was that guy. I'm like, you're yeah. that guy. Yeah, you are. The <laughs> Good friends let you know you're that guy. Yeah. So I guess I'm that gal. I you are. Yeah, you're that gal. gal that yeah. had struggled through menopause. Well, now I know, and I'm super happy to to change it for other people. So, um, yeah. And, and save lives. We got to we got to help the postmenopausal woman too. Go back, redo your lifestyle. You can redo it. We, I'm sure you see this with fasting. People, I've seen women come out of menopause once yeah. they clean everything up. Absolutely. So you can, it's never too late. You can go back, redo your lifestyle so that you don't get the diseases that you see in your 60s, 70s, and 80s. And that's, that's so important. Well, you give every woman, woman hope, honestly. You know, you, have, you had every symptom they had. You know what? You are a world changer, Dr. Mindy. You are. You're a world changer. You were called for it. You were called to it. Most importantly, you answered the call. Some don't. You did. So... Thanks for being on Cell TV. Thank you for being in our group of platinum doctors at Health Centers of the Future. And, and that's no doubt where your health center is. So reach out to Mindy, follow her. She's amazing. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you. I mean, I, again, I wouldn't have figured out all those pieces without you. So, yeah. and wow. Cell TV, originally, Cell yeah. TV was get what gave me that light. So, yeah. you know, Absolutely. keep up this good work as well. Giving back. Thanks, Mindy. Uh-huh. Well, that's it for this week. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. This episode was brought to you by Cyto Detox. Please check it out at buycytonow.com. We'll be back next week and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. We truly appreciate your support. You can always find us at cellularhealing.tv. And please remember to spread the love by liking, subscribing, giving an iTunes review, and sharing the show with anyone you think may benefit from the information heard here. And as always, thanks for listening.